Hey guys, this is Pastor Josh from Fresh Church. We are so excited that you are joining us for our podcast today. I do want to tell you that we pray at Fresh Church that you would get involved in the local church in your city. The Bible says that those that plant themselves in the house of the Lord will flourish. And a podcast and an online experience, a YouTube uh, sermon is amazing, but it does not replace the local church, the hope of the world, the community, the family that God has placed all of us in. And so we hope you find that and we hope you enjoy this message today. All right, guys, you guys can grab a seat. Um, Oh, fourth time's a charm. Come on. Um, Well, hey, guys. um, So, like he said, this is a couple of our first time doing this, and this is definitely my first time. So please, (laughs) please just give me some grace for this. But uh, hey, so I'm Hayden. Um, I'm the worship director here at the church. Um, Super honored to get to speak to you guys today. Um, Kind of the message that we're all bringing today is just how to be closer to God and what that looks like in our lives. Um, But before I get into that, how many of you guys out there have ever seen a girl, you know, she comes into church, you're sitting in here, and you're like, who is that? Well, that happened to me a couple years ago. Um, We were sitting in a college thing, and this girl comes in, I'm like, dang, who is that? And so you guys start talking on Instagram, uh, you get her to go out to coffee with you. If you're a Christian guy, to you that means a date, to them that means we're just friends. And so we did that, um, went out to coffee, and so anyways, long story short, she puts me in the friend zone, and I'm like, oh my gosh. And then uh, months later, you know, fast forward, we get back together, flash forward a little bit longer, we get married. It's my beautiful wife, Cheyenne. Woo! But that made me really realize that in our lives, we're always moving our hearts towards something. Um, and so today I'm going to talk to you guys about moving your heart closer to God. And so in James 4, verse 8, it says, move your heart closer and closer to God, and he will come even closer to you. And so I'm going to give you two practical ways that you can draw near to God. So the first way that I believe that you can draw closer to God is to get your priorities right. Um, What I mean by that is get past the busyness. Give God the best. Give him the best of your time, your talent, and your treasure. Is God at the top of your priority list? This is a question I like to ask myself every day. Now, I know that sounds crazy, but seriously, here's why. Okay, does anyone here remember MySpace? Yeah? All right. Well, (laughs) um, well, It was probably, I probably was a little too young to be on it, if I'm being honest, but I was on there, so whatever. But um, MySpace was an awesome social networking site, and I loved it. You could create your own theme for your profile. You could put your favorite song on there. Um, You automatically had a friend in Tom. What's up? Come on. Um, But there was one feature that sparks a lot of controversy, and it's called the Top 8. And the Top 8 was where you had to publicly display your top friends list. And I know as a kid, that brought a lot of heartbreak and that lot of brought a comfort. I was like, man, we're tight. And I get on there, it's like seventh. And I'm like, dude, that guy's in, Tom's in front of me? What is going on? Um, and so, but you're probably like, where the heck is he going with this? Well, here's what I mean by that. The way that we prioritize is very similar to our top friends list in the way that people can see it and it has an effect on our lives. And so if your priority list looks like work, family, friends, God, you're probably like, hey, I'm doing good. God's in my priority list. But that is not good enough because God needs to be first. Because what you prioritize, you give your best to. And I truly do believe that. Um, In Luke 12, verse 34, in the message version, it says, the place where your treasure is, is the place you will most want to be and end up being. And so here's the thing that I've learned about God. 
If you put God first, everything else will flow from there. So we must make him our priority. Um, in Matthew 6, verse 33, it says, Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you all you need. And so once we have our priorities right, guys, the next thing that we have to do is serve him. So did you know that worship isn't just a feeling and isn't just an experience? Um, worship is about connection with God, but there's many ways that the Bible describes how we can connect with God in worship. There's to surrender, to give holy reverence, to heal, to honor. But there was one in particular that really stood out to me, and it's this Greek word, don't judge me, I'm about to say it, letruo. Um, what letruo means is to serve God in worship. And this word is found 21 times in the New Testament. Um, and here's an example of that word in the word. In Hebrews 12, verse 28, in the Passion Translation, it says, Since we are receiving our rights to an unshakable kingdom, we should be extremely thankful and offer God the purest worship that delights his heart as we lay down our lives in absolute surrender, filled with awe. But here's that same verse in the New King James Version. It says, Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and fear. So do we see that? It's the same word, but it's translated two different ways. And this is why I believe that is. To worship means to serve. It means to serve God above your feelings, above your circumstance. Um, worship is a way that we can connect with God. And if we truly are living out this life with God, if we want to be closer to God, we have to let faith get past our hearts and even get past our heads and get it to our feet and get stepping in the life that God's calling us to do. Because faith isn't a feeling, faith is an action. And I really do believe that. Um, the one that we serve with our time and devotion determines who we are worshiping. So who are you worshiping today? Who are you giving your time? Who are you serving for? Are you serving for you or are you serving for God? Because I truly believe that will bring closeness in your life. In Romans 12, verse 1, Paul writes, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. That word worship is actually that Latrua word. So this is your true and proper service, and that is how God asks us to, to worship him. And so if you want to be closer to God, serve him. It really can be that simple. I've seen him do it in my life. When I stepped up, I started serving. God has completely changed everything about who I am and the trajectory of my life. And so today as I close, I want to give you some good news. In that opening verse, uh, James, 4, James 4 verse 8, um, it says, move your heart closer and closer to God and he will come even closer to you. So here's the thing about God. God always responds to our faith, and he always goes above and beyond our efforts. And so we must realize, you might have this view that God is a cosmic being. He's a cosmic sugar daddy. You just reach out to him when you need something. He's this huge thing that's just distant. But guys, I'm telling you, God is closer than a friend. God is love itself. God is our savior, and he desires more of you. I was talking to the team earlier today, and I was like, guys, isn't it amazing that God doesn't need anything from us? He doesn't need us, but he desires us, and he desires to be close to us. And so if we begin to prioritize God and to give him our best and to truly put our feet on the ground and serve and get our um, roots planted deep and truly start giving him our all, I truly do believe that God will come even closer to you than you can even go to him. Thank you, guys. Well, hi, everybody. I'm so used to holding the mic, like, really close because I'm normally singing, so it's weird to kind of hold it back a little bit. Um, 
I'm definitely one of those people that Pastor Josh was talking about that doesn't really speak in front of a lot of people all the time. So um, give me grace. Holy Spirit, speak through me. We're going to get through this together. <laughs> um, I was asking the Lord what he wanted me to talk about this morning, and um, I was going to originally talk about overcoming a trial, but, you know, the Lord stopped me and said, why aren't you talking about what you're walking through right now when you're in the middle of the mess, you're in the middle of the storm? How do we draw closer to God in those times? I mean, beyond just the everyday normalcy of life, how are you going to draw closer to the Lord when you're in the middle of that storm and you're feeling the winds and the effects and you feel hopeless? And not just a hard season, but a season where you don't see the breakthrough coming and you don't see the healing coming and Sometimes you wonder, like, Lord, where are you in this? Like, I don't see you. I don't feel you. How are we going to draw closer to him in those times? So that's what I want to talk to you guys about today. And I think a great example of this is actually the olive tree, which is super random. There should be a picture coming up soon. Maybe. Yeah. Um, so the olive tree, you're probably like, why is she talking about an olive tree? That's so weird. Um, <laughs> it is a little weird, but I think that there are so many truths about the olive tree that we can really cling to when we're in the middle of a storm and how to draw close to Jesus during those times. Um, so there's actually 39 different scriptures um, in the word that talks about the olive tree, olive, olive oil. All of the oil that was used in the word was actually olive oil for anointing, all that stuff. So there's a lot of good verses um, in the word, but I'm just going to pull from one of them right now. It's in Psalm 52.8. It says, the word says, but I am like an olive tree thriving in the house of God. I will always trust in God's unfailing love. Um, and I love this because the first truth about the olive tree is actually for the olive tree to bear any good fruit, it has to experience all these crazy harsh storms. So it has to experience the harsh winds from the east side, the harsh winds from the west side, and goes through all these crazy storms just in order to bear good fruit. And I think that this is so applicable in our walk with the Lord, and it leads me to my first point of how to draw closer to the Lord, is that you have to always trust his timing. Um, when you're in the storm, you've got to trust his timing. In the olive tree, trust God's timing and saying, God, I don't know why you're hitting me with all these storms. You're hitting me with all these trials, all these hardships, all these harsh winds, but I know that good fruit is going to come from it. And sometimes the only way that good fruit can come from it is through the harsh winds and through the storm. Is that right? Yeah. Um, and I think it's easy when you're not in the storm to be like, okay, God, I'm going to trust your timing. Like, I trust your timing. Um, until you start feeling the effects of the storm and you're in it and you're like, Lord, I don't see you. I'm in pain. Um, this is something that I am walking through right now in my own life. Um, so I've been married for coming up on five months. This is my husband. <laughs> um, yeah, he's awesome. Um, but four out of those five months, I have been pretty sick. I got the stomach flu um, about four months ago. And ever since then, have kind of been sick and was finally just diagnosed with something called a post-infectious motility disorder. So what that means is basically the virus hasn't left my body and it can stay in me dormant for up to a year or longer, they don't really know. So as you can imagine, like constantly having the stomach flu like flaring up every now and then is pretty hard and it's debilitating. And I've never really walked through such a hard season before. And it's one of those things where I'm having to ask God, like, where is your timing in this? You know, like I just got married and 
I want to have fun, and I want to enjoy being married and the newly married life, and why, Lord, am I so sick? Like, I don't, I don't feel you. And it's been something that is really, really hard. And I know that there's somebody in here that needs to hear this word. Um, so trust the Lord's timing because I'm in the middle of it and I'm not even past it. I wish that I could say I'm past this season. I've seen the good fruit come from it, but I haven't. But I'm having faith that the Lord's timing is good and that the fruit will come from it. Yeah. So, so you do that. So what's another way that we cling to God, we grow closer to God in the middle of these seasons? I believe we have to stand firm on his promise. And that is the second point this morning. Um, so there's so many verses that we can pull from this that talk about it. I'm just going to pull from one that's been helping me in my own life. It's Isaiah 43.2. says, when you walk through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. And I love that because there's actually a Hillsong song that just came out about it, that there's another in the fire, that you're not alone in the fire. Jesus is there with you in the middle of the fire. And beyond that, there's other people in this room that are with you in the fire. I'm in the fire. <laughs> like, if you guys are walking through it, I'm right there with you. Um, and this leads me to another truth about the olive tree, is that after it goes through the storms and all that, it has to go through another process of, like, salting and soaking, salting and soaking, to get out all of the hardness and the bitterness. And then from there, the olive goes into the hard pressing, and the most important part, this is the most important part, and so keep this in mind. You've already gone through the storm, the harsh wind. You've already gone through another process of salting and soaking to get the bitterness and the hardness out. And now you're going to go into the hard pressing. And that is where the oil comes from. And that is the most important part of the whole process is getting the oil. And when the oil comes, that's where the anointing comes from. That's where the breakthrough comes from. That's where the healing comes from. That's where the financial favor comes from. And that's when you see the Lord really show up is when that oil comes. So I just want to encourage you to trust the Lord, trust his timing. If you're in the fire, you will not be burned up. The oil is coming. The breakthrough is coming. It's coming, guys. I believe it. So if you're in the fire right now, I just want to encourage you that the breakthrough is going to come, whatever it is, if it's your marriage, if it's your physical health, if it's anxiety or depression, the oil is going to come. Thank you, guys. That was great. That was really good. All right, Cheyenne. Let me see, Let me see if I can follow you up. All right. Hey guys, I, I want to speak to you about my friend Foley, all right? I actually met Foley here at church. Uh, one random Sunday, he said God was calling him to this church, and I actually even prayed for him right here. Well, right after service, we exchanged contacts, uh, and we met for coffee that same week, all right? He was just a cool dude. We just kicked it off. When we met, I shared my testimony. He shared his testimony. He even opened up and said that he was battling some spiritual warfare, and I got to share with him that I, too, had battled in that same battle, okay? Uh, that was like, a, like last year. That was like a year ago, and I ain't seen Foley since then until just last week. He posted that he would be in town uh, for the weekend. I had no idea that he even left town. So I hit him up, asked him if we can link up. We met for coffee again, and then it was just different. Same Foley, but different. He was just dripping in favor, and I could tell. It was a big difference in this guy, all right? He was no longer in the battle. His prayers over finances have been answered, 
And then he was closer to God than ever, all right? So it was just powerful. It was a powerful encounter. I told him, I'm like, hey, man, I got a sermon, man. Can I use you in a sermon? And this is the text I received from him. It was just so good to just put him in the sermon. It's going to come. Anyway, we'll wait if it pops on there. Hey, this is the text. Man, go for it. If God put it on your heart, run with it. I'm honored to be a part of your life. Thanks for your always your words of not just encouragement, but wisdom. You challenge me to be more open-minded. All right, check this out. I've only hung out with him twice. I haven't seen him in a year, but somehow I challenged him to be more open-minded. All right, that right there just stuck out to me for this sermon. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 10. Two people are better than one, for they can help each other succeed. If, uh, if, one, fall, if one person fails, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls is, in, is alone. If someone who falls alone is in real trouble, all right? So that brings me to my first point. To be closer to God, be closer to people, all right? I got closer to Foley, which pulled me closer to God, all right? What I shared with him about what God did for me in the season he was currently in made me remember how great God is, all right? All right, it showed him what God is capable of, all right? So now we both stand victorious in that battle, and that is strong, all right? Proverbs 27, 17, as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. Did you know iron can't really sharpen itself, all right? You actually have to heat up a piece of iron, all right, which makes it ductile. And once you heat it up, it makes it ductile. You take the other piece, and then you're able to shape you're able to sharpen that, all right? What's ductile? I'm glad you asked, because I had to ask Google, all right? All right. One definition of ductile is able to undergo change of form without breaking. Let me tell you something. Getting closer to people, you're going to get closer to God. Getting closer to God, you're going to heat up. You're going to catch fire. You're going to be a part of someone's life, all right? You're going to be a part of someone's life that helps them see God from a different angle, all right? When they are broken, when they feel broken, you'll be there to sharpen their spirits, all right? That's going to change someone's life right there, all right? And that brings me to my second point, all right? Open your heart and ears for God, all right? Uh, I worked for a day, summer day camp for five years. I love the kids. I love the job, and the kids love me. But let's be real. If you've ever been around kids or you have kids, I'm going to say this. Don't take offense. Kids are crazy, all right? <laughs> kids are crazy, all right? And let me just say this, too, all right? Like, I, got, I got a witness right here. He understands. He's a parent. But I'm going to also say this. Uh, I'm raised, I was raised in the hood, all right? But parenthood is the scariest hood I've ever been in, all right? That is a fact, all right? Now back to the sermon, but I'm going to let you know that watching someone else's kids is totally different than watching your own kids, okay? All right? Your kids, if I'm watching them, they're going to get warnings of timeout. Jaden, my son, he gets warnings of full Nelsons. Full Nelson is a wrestling move. At my house, I discipline in wrestling moves. I'm just joking, all right? I'm just joking. But to say all that, kids can be exhausting sometimes, all right? So while I'm sitting in church listening to the word, I'm always hearing Pastor Josh or Cheyenne say, we are praying for volunteers for fresh kids. We need volunteers for fresh kids. And I'm telling God, I'm good on fresh kids, all right? I already did my time, okay? But I'm constantly hearing, yeah, I'm constantly hearing we need volunteers. I'm constantly hearing the prayer requests. I'm constantly hearing the calling. I even looked at Sarah and I'm like, I think God's calling me to fresh kids. But at the same time, I'm thinking, I don't want to go to fresh kids. I like to come to church. I come to church to get closer to God. I want to hear the word. I want to hear the worship. I want a fellowship. But then it's just something I battled with. So three weeks, three weeks went by. 
and I pulled the trigger. I pulled the trigger, and, and now I'm back there. Right now, I'm serving in fresh kids. All right. Isaiah 55.3, come with your ears wide open, listening, you will find life. I will make an everlasting covenant with you. I will give you all the unfailing love, I promise David. I now serve in Fresh Kids. I've only served twice, but I can already see what God's doing back there, all right? I can see it, and it's wonderful. See, I open my ears wide open, and I open my heart wide open for God. I listen to God's calling instead of myself, and I found life. I found lives. I found lives that, just like you, come to church to experience, experience God. Just like us, they can't wait to get to church. They're ready to learn about God back there. So me being back there, I know I'm going to be pouring these kids, and I know I will witness the unfailing of God through those kids. All right? Just, we just learned this Bible verse last week. All right? James 4, 17. Remember, it is sin to know what you ought to do and then not do it. The best way I can explain that to five to seven-year-old seven kids in Brooks who just wanted to pray about underwear was <laughs> sin is bad, all right? So it is bad to know what you ought to do and then not do it. See, I believe God has some mighty promises lined up for everybody, all right? If we come with our ears wide open and our heart wide open just not to God's calling but to abide in God's calling, we will find life, all right? And let me tell you something. I want that David love, all right? I want that unfailing David love, all right? Read the Bible. David was loved, so God, please, if I got to open my heart and ears for you to get that, I will do that, all right? And to review my points and to leave you with my final thought, to be closer to God and be closer to people and open your heart and ears for God. That, those are my two points. I'm not saying book out your calendar for people, just down your calendar, like, I got to get everybody in here. I'm not saying that, all right? But, someone, but God will put somebody or already has put someone in your life that needs to hear your story so they can see a different perspective of God, all right? And open your heart to God's plan. Open your ears to God's calling, all right? All he wants to do is reposition us into a position of closeness. And this is my final thought, all right? Every, every day you get closer to God, you will become who God made you to be. One day closer to God is one day stronger for God. Thank you. That's good. That's good. <laughs> um, all right. I'm not as professional. I brought paper. Um, <laughs> thank you. Um, uh, so uh, as I was preparing this this week, um, I uh, am writing this story of uh, something I experienced with God, um, and it happened in New Zealand. And the news hit this week, and so I just actually want to open in prayer and pray for the global church, for the people um, that are suffering around the world right now, that are grieving, and uh, yeah, let's just come in, into this house. So, Lord Jesus, we just thank you so much um, that we are here, that we, um, we just pray right now for all of the people around the world that are suffering, that they are grieving for their families, their loved ones. I pray you would just come closer, God, that you would come down that heaven would be here, would be present, that these people would feel your comfort, um, and uh, that as us, as, glo as the global church, that we would step into praying and being there for, for everyone. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so what are the things in your life that are keeping you from getting serious about God? Um, and so I, I've been 
thinking about this question over and over and over, and I came to this verse in Jeremiah 29, 13 and 14 in the message version. It says, uh, when you come looking for me, you'll find me. Yes, when you get serious about finding me and want it more than anything else, I'll make sure you won't be disappointed. And that is a decree from our Father God. He's declaring that if you come and find me, you will not be disappointed. If you let go of the things that are weighing you down, you will not be disappointed by the life that he has promised us. And so recently, my family, we were in New Zealand. Um, it's God's country, I'm telling you right now. Don't at me about it. It is. <laughs> and so we were there, and um, we had this amazing experience with God that I didn't realize I needed so badly. Um, my husband and I, we've been going through a lot of extreme highs and lows um, over the past couple years, and God just knew that we needed a breath. We needed him to breathe fresh life into us. And so we, we walked into New Zealand and he took us to this place that we literally didn't have, um, we didn't know we were going to go to at all. It wasn't booked, anything. And he just booked this for us. I read this verse that morning and I was like, okay, God, how am I going to get serious about you? We get to this house and, and there's this epic view that we got to experience. We walked out into the backyard and and we were alone. There's this lake in front of us that's a glacier lake. It's pure. It's clean. You could drink from it. Um, freezing cold. But it's surrounded by these mountains. The sun is setting. Like it was the most epic view I've ever experienced. And so we ran down to the waterfront. And our son, um, he loves throwing rocks into the water. And he loves to throw them. And then he celebrates. And he like, Woo! For every single rock. It's like the cutest thing ever. Um, so we're, we're throwing these rocks, and I take my shoes off, and I step into the water, and it's freezing, and I'm looking down, and I'm like, okay, God, how can I get serious about you? And this water is running over my feet, and I had this goosebump moment of the Holy Spirit washing my feet, renewing us from all these things that we've been walking through, and I'm standing there, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is the coolest experience I've ever had. And he said, pick up a rock. And I picked up a rock, and I said, Mike, we got to throw these rocks. We have to let go of these things that have been keeping us from, from living the life that he's promised us. And so I pick up the first rock, and I threw it, and I was like, this is our almost failed marriage. Because a year or so ago, I didn't know how our story was going to end. I didn't know. And God was like, give it to me. Give me those things. I'm, I've already gave you Jesus. He took it. He went to the cross for you. Just give it to me. Lay it down. And so then I picked up another one, and I threw it, and I said, postpartum depression, you can't hold me back. There's no guilt in that. There's no shame in that. This is part of my story. This is something I walked through. Picked up another one, and it's fear of our career and where we're going. And God is like, keep going, keep going. And we were doing this, and Dash, every time our little guy, he was like, woo! He doesn't, he doesn't know, but I'm like, yes, this is God. God is celebrating when you let go of the things that are holding you down, that are weighing you down. God is there going, yes, you're getting it. You are stepping into the life that is promised for you. And he is saying right here that he will not let you be disappointed. So I have a couple st things that points. Oh my gosh, I'm almost out of time. Okay, 
um, I have a couple points that I took from this, from this verse. And in the beginning it says, when you come looking for me, you'll find me. Yes, when you get serious about finding me and want it more than anything else. So my first point that I took from it, notes, see paper notes, guys, is let go of the things that are weighing you down. You just, you guys need to trust in the Lord. And I have so many issues with just wanting to let go and trust in the Lord. But physically throwing it away, letting it go, letting the water wash over it was the most freedom I've ever felt in my entire life. If you've seen photos from our time in New Zealand, you'll see the silly face that I have of just feeling like I stepped into something, into that freedom when I let things go. Step, um, the second point I had was step into the life God has promised you. He has never left you. He has never abandoned you. He loves you unconditionally. There is no brokenness that is too much. There is no ugliness that is too much. There is no fear. There is no addiction. There's nothing that is too much for him to take and carry for you. And the third thing is God never disappoints. There is seasons where there, you're in a desert. You're planted. There's seasons where you're, you're struggling, you're walking through, not knowing what's going on. He is promising you that you will not be disappointed if you just would let go of the rocks that are weighing you down, physically throwing them off and feeling that freedom that he is promising you. So I just want to challenge you guys to like, think about what are those rocks that are weighing you down? What are those things? What can you write down like? Physically write them down, burn them, let them go. So I just, I love you guys. I love you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you guys. Let's give them another big hand. Yeah, thank you guys so much. That was awesome. Thank you all so much. That's so good. Um, I'm up here representing the Hawk family today. So, um, no, I just, I thank you guys so much. I know what it takes to kind of share your heart. You guys can be seated for a minute. Um, and what I, I took so much away. Who, who took, who felt like one of the speakers spoke to you and where you are? Yeah, look, almost every hand is raised. I want you to look around. Um, because, you know what? I stayed silent for so long about what God was doing in my life. And you know who it wasn't helping, anybody else in my life. And I want you to know that you each have a story from God where God has moved in your life, and you need to tell it, even if it's just to your best friend, um, because it's powerful, and it's not about you. It's about God. And so I thought, you know, me staying silent about what God is doing in my life is keeping God silent from people who need to hear from him. And so that's kind of what I took away today. I'm so proud of you guys for letting God speak through you. Um, I wanted to share just a little bit of what God said to me kind of a couple weeks ago and where he just kind of met me where I was. Um, I was really anxious and going just through some stuff. And when our house gets super loud, I get very, like, uptight about things. And so I had just gone into my closet and shut the door and was just, like, praying fervently, God, meet me here. You promised me, meet me here. I just need some space to think, to breathe. Um, and I walked out, and I opened the Bible to Psalm, 
and the verse was, um, hold on, let me read this. I won't do it justice. It says, Psalm 118.5, I called to the Lord in distress. The Lord answered me and put me in a spacious place. I say I need space every day to Josh. And then I read this verse, and I was like, okay, God, that's it. So I just share that to, you know, say that's what God's done in my life. But thank you all so much. I want to encourage you that each of you have a story. Um, and to, to ask God for the boldness to share it. But I'm going to call the prayer team to the front now. Um, I know that some of you were touched by the stories that were shared. Maybe you're like Cheyenne, you're in the middle of something, you don't know how it's going to turn out, um, but you know the fruit is coming. You know, maybe you're like Kayla, and you've got some things that are just weighing you down that you need to physically pick up a rock and throw it. Um, you know, and maybe you're like Colby and you need to share your story with a friend and encourage one another. Um, so whatever it is, I just pray that you would come up and you would ask for strength, for the peace, um, for whatever you need. God will meet you. God does not disappoint and he will show up for you. Um, and so I just pray that you'd come down front and you would receive whatever God has for you today.